the jungle. Hey, everybody. All right. We've got an interesting one for you today. It's uh, Biden's dog and the minimum wage. But before we mm. get into it, Snitch, how you been? Um, I've been pretty good, Dad. Um, today, I had to um, take my two eldest to the local Walmart and meet with their scoutmaster and shop for an upcoming camping trip. And they also get to learn about budgeting and different things like that. So not just my two, but the other uh, new scouts. Um, so got a chance to see a couple of the dads. And so it was just an interesting, fun thing, watching these little ones get to the tween years and, and you know, kind of growing up and learning about life <laughs> and buying and, you know, having to figure out money and things like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, uh, mm -hmm. that, that's pretty neat. And learn how to pack up supplies and what you really need and what you don't. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we had a good day as well. We uh, got some amazing food and got a second key made for my wife's car and uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I just put a brisket or a chunk of a brisket into the sous vide. So it will be ready in two days. In two days. Yeah, I spent yesterday smoking it. I, I bought a whole brisket, but I had to cut it into four pieces because the water bath for my my wife wouldn't let me use the bathtub for two days. So um, <laughs> I had to deal with the 12 quart container I had. So we're just getting a yeah. quarter of brisket uh, for now. But okay. I smoked all of it and I vacuum bagged it and I put the other three chunks in the freezer. So uh, wow. yeah, 44 huh. hours from about 10 minutes ago, it'll be ready. Um, Amazing. I'll have to sear it. But other than that, everything else is done. Well, you must send pictures, even though I know you will. Oh, I will. I will. I've been entire <laughs> family since I got this food and friends since I got this sous vide thing. It's like, oh, have the you? amazing food I made. You know, I feel like <laughs> at least I didn't just go into a restaurant and take pictures of my food. I've done that before, too, though. I shouldn't judge. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but anyway, as for the topics, um, it is yes. two separate topics. They're not exactly linked. I just thought it sounded like a good title, but uh, they to sound start... good together. Tell tell us, wait, tell us, let's hear that title again. Oh, it's uh, Biden's dog and the minimum wage. <laughs> yes. I love it. And they're not linked whatsoever. I just had to say, and for any Democrats or liberal people who may ever listen to our show, relish this moment because this may, may be the only time you hear me defend Biden. What? Yeah. So I was watching this bit the other day and I don't watch Newsmax. I, it was actually brought to my attention by another news source, but mm -hmm. um, Newsmax apparently was looking for a way to, or a host on Newsmax was looking for a way to smear Biden. And I know in our last episode, I talked about, you know, how cushy the left media has been with Biden and talking about him playing Mario Kart with his granddaughter and, and all these, you know, platitude mm -hmm. fluff pieces that have been written well i'm beginning to think there might just not be much to write about him or to report on because on newsmax the host greg kelly spent about i don't know four or five minutes basically showing a picture of biden's 12 year old rescue german shepherd champ that's the dog's name it's champ wow he's a rescue and he's 12 years old but Greg Kelly spent like five or six minutes of his show talking about how disheveled the dog looked and how <laughs> unpresidential of a dog it looked. He'd never seen a dog in the White House. It didn't look loved or groomed. It needed mm -hmm. a lot of care. And just when you think he's got to wrap this up. Yeah. He brings in two presidential historians. 
to talk about the history of presidential dogs and how unpresidential champ is. <laughs> and goodness. so, okay, it's not just the left that's coming up with crazy stuff. I mean, it yeah. never has been, but I mean, come on, y'all. Attacking uh, the guy's dog. And it's an old dog. I mean, that's old for a German Shepherd. And attacking an old guy's old dog. Old guy's old dog and saying, I mean, obviously they're trying to smear Biden via his dog. I mean, Biden will give you things to smear him on later. <laughs> you don't have to just attack. So there you go. That's the best yeah. defense you'll probably ever hear from me for a liberal or in his case, a moderate. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, y'all guys, Greg Kelly, stop picking on the guy's dog. It's an old dog. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they love their dog. And if they mm -hmm. don't, it's just between them and God. But goodness gracious. I mean, they, they were comparing it to other dogs throughout history. My personal favorite is Little Beagles Johnson. <laughs> which i don't even think i've ever seen a picture i just heard the name and it was amazing that was no, no, dog, oh lbj's i was just gonna ask you who's, <laughs> who's, okay yeah <laughs> okay i was like that name i didn't ring a bell so i had to ask <laughs> i don't know if he was a good dog or not i just really liked that name uh but anyway all right so that was the first topic out of the way i just had <laughs> to bring this riveting reporting to y'all Let's well, you know, it's the all the news that it's all the news that's fit to print and uh, and report on. You know, that's, well, yeah, that's what I we mean, do. Yeah, you know, when you're tired of talking about you know near a tandem not getting appointed and all of these other things happening, it's like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You pick on Biden's dog, or you talk about him playing Mario Kart. You know, it's not like we have mm -hmm. real problems in the world that could be reported on right now, like R right virus, yeah. stimulus. <laughs> possibly reinsurging or continuing the war in Iraq for even longer or the boots on the ground in Iraq for even longer. There's some talk of that as well. But anyway, let's get on to a topic now that we've covered the uh, obvious annoyance. I'm a dog person, if you can't tell. <laughs> I, I can tell. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners can tell as well. <laughs> I may never defend Biden personally, but you don't attack his dog. <laughs> All right, now that uh, we've gotten the first topic out of the way, we'll move on to the second serious one, which is all about the minimum wage. It's been in the news mm -hmm. a lot lately. Numbers getting thrown around out there like $15 an hour. Um, mm -hmm. Heard another proposal coming from the right for like, I think it was 11 or 10 or something today. But anyway, it's being tossed around a lot. So let's talk about a little bit of the history of it so people can kind of get their bearings and then we can get into whether we agree, disagree, that kind of thing. So first of all, first minimum wage was passed in 1938 for 25 cents an hour. Not a very high minimum wage, but it was the first time anything like that had been done in America, um, or at least on a federal level. I don't know if there were any states that tried it before then, but it was sure. uh, under the Fair Labor Standard Act, and the Supreme Court upheld it when Darby's Lumber Company sued the government for trying to force them to pay people 25 cents an hour. And it was uh, basically under... President Roosevelt, I believe. Yes, President Roosevelt was president at that time. Okay. So um, over the years, it's been raised every once in a while here and there. But when you look at the overall picture of the minimum wage and why we need to raise it occasionally, or at least the premise behind it, is basically inflation. Obviously, yeah. 25 cents could have bought you a whole lot more in 1938 than it could now. Yes. You can barely find a thing of bubblegum for 25 cents anymore. Exactly. So anyway, over the years, it's been raised and, and such, uh, usually far later than it needs to be to actually keep up with inflation. Um, <laughs> the best position it's ever been in was when it was raised in 1968. And it was raised to a dollar and 60 cent an hour. But in today's money, 
yeah. with regards to inflation, that is actually, um, if it had been pegged to inflation at that point, it would be about $12.03 today. In today's money. Yeah. So gotcha. that was the highest it's ever been at it, uh, inflation to purchase power of the minimum wage. Ratio. Okay. Yeah, ratio, I guess, would be mm -hmm. the best word. Because if it was obviously the federal minimum wage right now, and since 2009, we've been at 725. Even when it was passed at 725 in 2009, it was still less compared to inflation and actual buying power than it was in 1968 when the dollar 60 was passed. Now, there's been lots of debate about do we need a minimum wage? Do we need a federal minimum wage? That's an even more interesting debate. But basically, if we're going to set the standard of a minimum wage, it needs to maintain a similar purchasing power, I would think. Otherwise, it really sure. doesn't have much. Because if you just change it to 725 and then wait, what's it been, 11, 12 years since we changed it now? You know, obviously, these people who are working for minimum wage and not getting raises are not living the same life that they could have for 725 in 2009, which still wasn't a lot of money and it wasn't really even a living wage at that time. Right. So here's where things get kind of interesting. Even if we just raised it to adjust for inflation to that 1968 price, so that would be about $12 an hour. And mm -hmm. that would put you $4.75 an hour raise, that's substantial. You know, that would yeah. help a lot of people. But mm -hmm. what happens is, and who benefits from keeping it low are corporations, businesses, mm -hmm. and how they benefit. One, it helps small businesses um, because they don't have as much capital to throw around. It helps them keep their prices low and competitive and things. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just explaining. Yeah, uh, sure. But with the big corporations, it helps them provide cheap goods and it gets subsidized. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they take our tax dollars to pay for programs like food stamps and welfare because Walmart underpays its employees and they can't live off of it. So instead of us just paying more for the goods and Walmart paying their people a living wage, basically mm -hmm. we go buy the goods cheap. Yeah. Walmart pays their people a few hundred bucks for working a full week. And they can't live off of that. So then they apply for food stamps and the taxpayer pays for that. <laughs> right. So it's not a very good system. If we're going to have a minimum wage, I think it should be pegged to inflation or, or the poverty line or something, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that way you force these corporations. Yeah, our prices might go up a little bit, but it doesn't subsidize their ability to make a profit by taking our money to pay for the fact that they're not paying their employees enough. Yeah, I, I like that point you brought up uh, where if they keep the minimum wage where it is, those same people, after getting paid, will have to go back to the taxpayer via the government for uh, assistance, whether yeah. in the form of food stamps or welfare or all these other programs to help, you know, with their utilities and different things. So that's a that's because a really good point. Throughout the mo most of the country, 725 is not a livable wage. Um, yeah, it's just not you can't pay your rent and for or it's not a very good living wage. If you live in a cardboard mm -hmm. box, you know, you can afford food and stuff, but it's sure. it's not it's not right. Do I understand the need for entry level jobs? Yeah, but we're not even talking about that. We're talking about people mm -hmm. that actually work in warehouses, people that work hard, you know. Yeah. Um, and some of these corporations take advantage of this extremely low minimum wage and they know the government's going to keep the people that they hired paid or, or fed, I should say. Yes. Right. So they don't yeah. have to pay anymore. So there's like an incentive to a disincentive rather. Yeah, to, and, to, and as a business owner, I want to pay my employees. Well, I want my employees, uh, you know, 
People with job security work harder. It's, right. it's a statistic across the board. People who are worried about their jobs or getting laid off next week and stuff don't really, I mean, they care, but they, they don't tend to be as productive as people who have a steady job and a steady income. They're not worried, you know, necessarily, and this has to do a lot with their own financial budgets as well, but they're not necessarily worried about, hey, am I going to be able to pay rent this month? Yeah. Um, if they have a steady, stable job and an income that they can somewhat count on. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think any good business owner should want that for their employees. If somebody works for me, I want to make sure they're taken care of, you know? Mm -hmm. um, in fact, one of my employees makes more than me some years, has so far this year. Anyway. Um, You're a great boss, by the way. I know, I know. I keep telling myself <laughs> I can't have a raise, but this person, I, I have incentives and stuff, and this person oh. just works very hard. They deserve it. Yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of depressing when I look at how much they've been paid already this year and how much I've been yeah. paying. It's like yeah. they're ahead of me a couple grand, you know. Uh -huh. uh, but but that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I think any honest person and any small business owner that really wants to be successful and cares about people will want to make sure that people are paid. And um, now that being said, I, I know food service industry, places like that, small businesses have been hit really hard this year. Mm -hmm. And raising the minimum wage that much that quickly could really hurt, hurt a lot of businesses, you know, um, small businesses. But I, Walmart's not going to go out of business. Amazon's not going to go out of business if they have to start paying a living wage. That's not going to yeah. happen, you know. Right. Um, the prices will go up slightly. But like I said, if you pay people a living wage, then the taxpayer doesn't have to pay for their food. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that, that's my take on it. Did you have anything you would like to add? Because I've got another point I'd like to get into. Well, I guess I wanted to ask you, because I've heard some of it. What, what's the pushback or what have you been hearing? Um, what's the big pushback? And before you answer that, I, I was um, at work the other day and one of the ladies, well, not one of the ladies, but the lady who does a lot of our cleaning of the offices and so on. We were chatting. She's Korean. And she's, we somehow got on this discussion about the minimum wage and she was excited and she said something and that kind of stuck with me. She said, yeah, you know, I want to, I, I want to get this um, minimum wage increase. I've been doing this job for 10 years and I, and I'm making $10 an hour. Wow. And I, yeah. And, uh, and she's a hard worker. She's one of these employees where um, when her bosses wanted to move her to a different area to service a different part of our facility. Our department rallied together and, and petitioned to keep her yep. because, you know, we have such a great relationship with her and she's such an excellent, not only worker, but person, just yeah. an awesome person. And so I remember thinking, wow, you know, she's, she, here's one person. Sometimes it, it, you need real life examples to really see some of these things. And they're not just like discussions that you have <laughs> far removed from the real uh, thing. And so anyway, having said that, I was wanted to ask you, what are the arguments against the raising of the minimum wage. And I do know some of them, but for the sake of our listeners, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, and I already kind of hit on that, but some of it is um, an actual concern for small business. Now, if they raise the minimum wage on my business, I already pay my people better than that. <laughs> so it wouldn't affect me. But right. if you had, for instance, like 
a small mom and pop store or something that's already struggling to keep their doors yeah. open because they yeah. already have competition from big box stores. There is a real concern for those kind of businesses, but mm-hmm. the major pushback comes from the huge corporations that make tons of profits off of low yeah, and are being yeah. subsidized by us, the taxpayer. They're being <laughs> subsidized. They get to make more profits and they don't have to pay their employees. As much. Now, there You're are right. some good big corporations out there too when it comes to paying employees. I'm not saying there mm-hmm. aren't. For instance, I believe Hobby Lobby uh, does mm-hmm. a $50 an hour starting wage. And there are others. I just remember that one off the top of my head for some reason. Sure. I can remember when I was a child or a child, a teenager, and I was going around applying for jobs. I found out that in our specific area, I don't know if this was nationwide, but mm-hmm. back then, and this is longer ago than I would like it to be, the Dollar Tree was paying their people like, I think it was $14 an hour in that area. And I was like, how are they affording that? Everything's a dollar. <laughs> Sell a lot of dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it was like, I was looking at all these warehouse jobs and stuff, and it was like $9.25 an hour was a pretty good rate back then. And at 10 bucks over here, if you got in a, with this contractor or 14 bucks at the Dollar Tree, okay. Uh, <laughs> I never got a job there, but I tried. So there are companies out there that do care about their employees. There's other businesses yeah. out there, business models like... Um, Waffle House and Huddle House or one of them, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where if you work there long enough, you actually get to own part of the store you work at. Yes. So that's kind of your pension retirement plan and things. Not all corporations are going to push back against paying their people well, because a lot of them already do. But a lot of your really large chains, sure. McDonald's, big big box stores, the Walmarts, they, they don't want to pay their people more than they have to. Sure. And um, they, they push back quite a bit. I want to ask you one more question before you move on to your second point. What do you think? I mean, I would think that had this not, okay, from seven twenty-five to fifteen dollars, that's that's more double, than, more than yeah. double actually when you look at it. So it, it just makes me wonder if there has been a failure to just address the wage gap and the wage to the inflation gap over the past. What what did we say since two thousand nine? We potentially, I'm thinking we would not have been in this fix. And it's not like people haven't been clamoring during that time span for this to be addressed. It just became like, uh, it was become a thing and then it would just go away. (laughs) Well, I think, I think the whole coronavirus things being shut down, that sort of thing kind of brought to light just how big Uh, the wealth gap was. However, I mean, there's always, they're always, unless they start actually tagging it to something, if they actually tag it to inflation or if they actually tag it to the poverty line, um, poverty line may even be a little bit better because inflation goes up and down some years. So right. you'd actually be getting people with reduced pay some years. So, And I've actually heard of companies doing that before, too, that do kind of base their wages that way. So that may not be necessary or maybe even like a four year running average or something, you know, mm-hmm. Of, of how you do pay increases and stuff. They, they, if they don't tag it to something, it will always continue to be the, okay, we bump it up a little bit and then we mm-hmm. wait until people just can't stand it anymore and then we bump it up again. But <laughs> get into the next thing, which I find more interesting and we may agree or disagree on, the state versus federal thing. Yes. Because um, as many of our listeners are probably aware, Florida, very, a very red state this year, voted for Trump, mm-hmm. you know, or last mm-hmm. year, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Still still very Republican in most of the state. They had a ballot referendum or a ballot vote 
for a $15 hour minimum wage last year. And yeah, it passed it. overwhelming yeah. majority. Now, and by the way, when we say $15 an hour, it's not going to go straight to 15 if they pass this. It's going to go to 10 and then up a dollar a year for five years. So it's not going to be an immediate huge hit to most businesses unless you're actually paying your people 725. I will say one other statistic I looked at says that most states or many states actually have a higher state minimum wage. And there are quite a few cities that have higher minimum wages. So the average minimum wage in America is actually closer to $11. So in a lot of places, this would be no shock at all until like year three, if it got passed. Biden has already kind of backtracked on it getting passed. However, mm. with Romney and Hawley talking about, okay, well, let's talk $10 an hour. It's like they're almost keeping the idea alive, even though Biden's kind of backtracking on it. And of course, mm. Bernie's going to keep the idea alive. So, I mean, there may still be some wiggle room where it's like, okay, let's change it. We'll change it up to 10, which would still be substantial for a lot of people that making, I mean, that's still a $2.75 raise. That's pretty good mm. if you're making $7.25. So, um, so that's kind of one of the dynamics going on. But in my mind, as I said, many states already have higher minimum wages. I think technically, for me as a conservative, I really think it should be a state issue because one, there's nothing in the Constitution about setting a minimum wage. And if it's not in the Constitution, it's left to the states and the people thereof. Right. And obviously, some states have been doing a better job for their people with the minimum wage than the feds have anyway. <laughs> but also, another thing is, it doesn't cost the same to live in some states as other states. That's you know, a big factor. The cost of living is very high in New York, California, and most of the states anyway. I mean, there's always like rural areas where it's less expensive to live and stuff. But on average, it's more expensive to live in some of these states. While in places like Kentucky or um, South Carolina, the cost of living is much lower. Yeah. You know, a $15 one size fits all may not be the best for every single state. One state might want, want to go 12. One might want to go 17. And I think as, personally, as a conservative, I would prefer it to be a state's rights thing. Now, that being said, there is one good argument against the argument I just made, and that is there are actually still states that don't have a minimum wage in the state. They still follow the federal one, obviously. There are several states, I don't know exactly how many, um, but there are several that do not have a minimum wage set on the state level. Oh, you mean de so, they so they just default to the federal level? To the federal. <laughs> Georgia, the federal and the state minimum wage are exactly the same. So I'm not even sure why they passed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, mean, I mean, that's just common sense to me, what you said about the states, because it, it seems like that's what's prevailing today anyway. Well, right? yeah. And obviously, it's a hugely popular idea across the board. You know, if you ask mm -hmm. the average, there have been polls done, I think it's somewhere around 70 to 75% of people are mm -hmm. in favor of a $15 an hour minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And so why not just put it on a state ballot like they did in Florida? Yeah. Or And it's, if, and it's so, so state, ironic that Florida went with it. <laughs> that was a kind is. of a shock. Yeah, it is. But the cost of living is pretty high in Florida. And it's a tourist-driven society. I mean, except for during pandemic era. Um mm -hmm. It's a tourist-driven society, so they have a lot of outside money coming in, too, so it won't be as big of a hit to some of these businesses because um, mm -hmm. people are going to still keep going to Disney World, and, right. uh, and Disney World can just raise the prices. I don't know what Disney pays its employees, so I'm not singling them out as like underpaying their employees. No. I, I know no. nothing about their business. No, but I know what you meant. Yeah, I know what you but meant. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, so it's, it's like if, if they do have to offset the cost, it's not like people from other states are going to stop coming to Disney World just because right. the price went up another $10. Yeah. It's already absorbently high. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and people are still willing to pay it anyway. They still do it. Yes, exactly. I think still do it. Ten dollars to get into Universal Studios for three hours one time. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> then I got ill <laughs> on like, the second ride I rode and went and sat in my car. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but and that was years ago. My wife and I were still dating. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so um, so just saying, people are still going to go. But I, I personally, that's my view on it. I mean, maybe we should have a safety net federal minimum wage because there obviously are states that won't set a minimum wage. I just personally think it should be a state's rights issue. Well, again, it seems to me like it's already um, the state's rights are already prevailing. If there's states that, that don't have their own and they've defaulted to the federal, it seems like they're taking advantage of the fact that they can make their own uh, law or choose not to make a law for their particular state. But sometimes it's good to have a federal guideline, I guess, of some sort. Let me tell you, so I've always, not always, but I also thought that maybe him shooting for 15 is just something to start the discussion. And then in the end, it'll settle down at 11. Well, yeah, (laughs) and and, and that very well could be the way it's going. I've heard, I heard $12 floated a few times. I've, uh, Romney and Holly were talking 10. Um, They were also talking an interesting structure where it was like, only the big companies would have to pay 10, like the Walmarts and things like that. And then mm-hmm. they were talking about allowing small businesses under a certain cap size um, mm. to continue to pay less, but they would offset those people's earnings with like tax refunds and stuff. So they would still basically be making like the $10 an hour. They just get it through tax yeah. means. So, and then, then once again, we're still talking about subsidizing businesses, but at least we're not doing it for most of the businesses sure. or most of the big businesses, I should say. But I still think that's kind of discriminatory. I would just, if they're going to set a minimum wage, it should probably just be across the board. Um, it, it'd be across the board, at least for, for some sort of guideline, just like it is 725 now. Yeah. Some people are paying 725. Others, other states are paying a lot more. Other companies are dismissing the 725. They're giving their employees way above it to start. Whenever there's legislation, as you know, it's going to be messy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. you look at this, the stimulus bill, which is now going through budget, budget reconciliation and stuff. It's yeah. Like, okay. The $1,400 per person is in there. And uh, I don't know if it's going to come out of, with the minimum wage or not. They may address that in a separate bill. Um, Now that there's actually some discussions on both sides about it, because it Mm -hmm. it has been too long since something has been done about it. If you want to take the path that it's a federal thing Mm -hmm. anyway, then Mm -hmm. then, yeah, it does need to be addressed because that is too low. I I personally would just like to see the states handle it. Sure. And regardless of the state you live in, despite the variances of cost of living, 725 in whatever state you live in is is not a lot of a lot of money. No. No, to, and it costs the taxpayer of, because of it. That's as you say, real bottom line. So sure, let's keep it at seven twenty-five, but then deal with the uh, financial fallout that that comes in through the back door. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, because of that, and because it would affect the taxes, I do think they could address it through budget reconciliation if they wanted to, mm. um, because it has to affect the budget. And you know, welfare mm-hmm. programs and stuff do affect the budget. The so, budget, um, correct? It's all so it all goes Biden's, to the bottom line. Biden's stance that it's not going to be in the budget reconciliation bill, I think, is kind of silly and mm. kind of shoots himself in the foot. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he really wanted it, he could fight for it. Um, hmm. And Bernie is Bernie's fighting for it because he's been fighting for it for a long time. <laughs> for a long, yes, long before <laughs> long before Biden. 
he, that Long was basically the one thing Biden promised him when Bernie dropped out of the race and endorsed Biden. He would try to get a $15 an hour minimum wage. Well, uh, I, I have a feeling something is going to give. It may not be 15 but I, I'm of the opinion well, that something's going to give. And even if we just wanted to follow like the 1968 model, judge for mm-hmm. inflation, because that was the highest ratio it's ever, or the best ratio it's ever been for the person making minimum wage with buying mm-hmm. power. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to say, okay, it should be 1203, let's set it at 1203, peg it to inflation. And then we don't have to do this legislation every 11 years. Yeah. It's just like, okay. It went up 1.4%, or if you want to do a rolling average of five years so that you never have to drop people's pay. Exactly. And that's what Um, I was thinking. Sure, inflation does go up and down, but historically, it it goes up. It does. And and there were, well, I think the last year inflation actually went down a little bit was either in 2009 or 2010. I don't have that pulled up, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a very minuscule amount. I mean, we're talking Mm -hmm. like maybe a half of a percent. But yeah. like, for instance, this past year, it was one one point four percent, I believe, that it went up. Mm-hmm. Um, and traditionally speaking, it's usually that or higher over the course of the last 30 or 40 years. Oh, and they're talking about a new infrastructure bill, possibly to the tune of like four trillion dollars. Once once we get done all of that, they, they may need to peg it to inflation. <laughs> no kidding. No it's kidding. It's like we passed a $15 an hour minimum wage and it's already worthless. Because <laughs> we spent... <laughs> We spent four yeah. times the budget. Yeah. Well, just print more money. So, <sighs> that's, anyway. that's interesting. You know, um, here, here's another thing. Um, I heard someone, someone said, well, you know, if I've been working this job for several years and they hire somebody and they don't hire them at, at $7.25, but they hire them at, at $15, I want to race too. Yeah. You know, it's I like, okay, so I race. worked. You know, I worked five years to get from, let's say, ten dollars to fifteen dollars yeah. an hour, yeah, or, or ten years, and it's exactly. like, okay, now the new hire guy makes exactly the same amount I do. Yeah, I right. can see how that would be frustrating. <laughs> um, so, and and, it, and honestly, it's not that fair. I mean, if you think about it and the value that that person has added, yeah, I understand mm-hmm. why they would do mm-hmm. that. So, um, I don't know what the fallout from that's going to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I would hope companies would would be kind to their employees and not pay them below living wages if they've actually been a valuable asset to the company. That's how I base my pay. It's like the more valuable you make yourself, the more money you make. But this is going to be like an artificial thing that just yeah. dropped on you. And some of these businesses may be struggling to come up with that money if it does affect small businesses and stuff. So there probably yeah. will be a lot of that if it does come down the pike. Yeah, because we're talking morale of your uh, legacy employees where they're looking at these new hires and they're making the same money I make that yeah. it took me a long time to get to. I want a pay increase. I want a $7 pay increase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to go to 20. I want to go to 22. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, I, or, I'm I would, a, or I'm out of here. You know, I know I would understand their frustration too. That is, that is one of the downsides of legislating things like that. I find it. It is sad. It's messy. That, I find it sad that it's necessary to do that to businesses because uh, as a business owner, I, I'm just shocked that people don't want to pay people who are valuable to them. And, mm. and I think it's sad that we have to basically legislate this type of morality. Right. Well, look, it's, it's the old human nature thing. You know, <laughs> there's a, like, look at Amazon and not only Amazon, but these gig workers at uh, um, Lyft and Uber the people who drive, they're like, hey, we want to be protected with all of these workmen compensation and all of this mm-hmm. stuff that normal employees get. And they're like, no, you guys are private contractors. Get out of here. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I worked and, as a private contractor before for many years. I know how frustrating yeah. it is. And you know how it is. And the the Amazon uh, factory workers that are talking about substandard working conditions and poor pay, and they're pushing back. And 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 you ask the same the same question you might ask. Well, why don't they want to take care of their employees? Well, it's the bottom line is more important. And if they can get those worker bees to just, you know, work harder and they can crack that whip and make them um, stay later, their profit can increase their bottom line and their growth is more important. Shareholders stay happy. Yes. And And, it's, um, it's a it's a perennial problem with um, with lots of uh, businesses. Well, it, it is human nature. That's what it is. Um, yes. And a lot of times these people get so wealthy and stuff and become so detached from the situation. Mm-hmm. And then they, yeah. you know, they push their managers to make them more money. Yes. And so the managers push it down the line. And before you know it, you've got people living in sub poverty line wages doing very mm-hmm. difficult jobs and or at least hardworking jobs. It's not just, you know, somebody flipping a burger and an entry level job, which I'm not saying those people shouldn't be compensated as well. But it's like there is a need for entry level. There's a need mm-hmm. for jobs that you make less money at so that you have a drive to go do something yeah. better. There, There is a need for that. But however, I mean, it, it's getting ridiculous when you've got people working 40, 60 hours on like mm. the 725 minute hour, mm-hmm. dollar minimum. Mm-hmm. 725 minimum wage. Anyway, so that was really <laughs> all I kind of wanted to hit on. Was there anything else? I mean, I think you've um, you've covered it well. That's uh, It's definitely something that we're going to have to all continue to pay attention to to see how this progresses at the legislative level Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean if if this is something you're really concerned about if your state allows ballot referendums and things talk to your congressman that's right send them a letter and stuff it obviously worked for the people in florida who were passionate about this thank you Um, and so if if i mean whether the feds do it or not if you're if you have the opportunity in your state you know go for it if, yeah. if it's something you like, if it's, if you're a business owner and you don't want to pay people that kind of, you know, living wages, then okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, you can petition your, your, uh, you your can petition your, just like, the you same. can talk to all of your employees <laughs> and try to talk them out of voting for a $15. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, anyway. All right, everybody. Well, it was a yep. good one. We look forward to yes. seeing y'all next week. If you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, how can they get in touch with us, Snitch? Oh, that's pretty easy. That what they'll have to do is send us an email at almostcurrentevents at gmail.com. And just uh, say hi. <laughs> Ask us um, to um, talk about uh, one of your favorite topics or just, um, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Just send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Or blame YouTube for introducing Justin Bieber to the world. Whatever you want. There you go. Anyway, all right. Y'all have a good one. I'm out. Take care, guys. Uh.